0: Hi, I'm Rochelle Jackson, and this is The Crime Couch. I'm an investigative journalist and true crime author, and I know who's who in the zoo. The crims, the cops, and the interesting individuals in between. So get comfy and join me here on The Crime Couch. It's going to be one heck of a journey. Janet Lowe was the 79th policewoman to join Victoria Police in the 1960s. In those days, police women were considered specialists in what jobs they did, usually involving welfare, women and children. But Janet cracked the ceiling. She spent nearly 20 years at Victoria Police, retiring as a senior sergeant at Paran. Janet was an opera singer, cooking teacher, and very involved in Ballarat's theatrical and arts scene. In 2011, Janet was also the recipient of an Order of Australian Medal. Hi, Janet, and welcome back to The Crime Couch.
1: Oh, lovely to be back.
0: How do you now reflect on your career in Victoria Police?
1: Well, it was very a very varied journey. I did a lot of things, different things. You speak about me of my before I joined the police force, yes, I'd been singing with an opera company for two years and I was very fortunate. I used to love singing with the police brass band. I went many places with the band as their soloist. I used to get the job of putting the drum to, or holding the horse, you know, the grey gendarme, while they put the drums on and then I'd end up with white hair or horse hair all over my uniform. <laughs>
0: Are there any particular memories, I suppose, of
1: Ballarat that stick with you? Oh, yes, these memories. You know, in the police force we meet all sorts of people. We meet the good and the bad and the sad and the mad. But um, they're all, all a wonderful experience to deal with. But there's one that I do remember because the house in question is still in Ballarat. So I was in Ballarat and I get a complaint from somebody, I think it might have been a welfare organisation, that this family were really uh, being neglected badly. So I pick myself up and there there was another policewoman at Ballarat at that stage, a younger policewoman. So we get hot in the car and off we go to this house. Well, it was about 11 o'clock in the morning. Nobody had got up yet. Mother was in bed. The kids were in bed. I think from memory of about four or five kids, place was filthy and there was no food. So we walked through the house and make a few comments here and there. And there was a young lad, we'll call him Frankie, probably about 10 or 12. And I said, hey, Frankie, what, have you ha- what did you have for breakfast? Oh, he said, I had some Wheaties with water because there wasn't any milk and, and I found a piece of bread and I made toast with it but there wasn't any um, any butter. And I said, right, OK, thanks, Frankie. And off I went about making a decision as to what was to happen. It was quite obvious that there was no food in the house and the kids were really neglected. Anyway, so I said to the young policewoman, now get your notebook out and go around and ask all the children what they've had to eat today. And then go and list what's in the fridge. And I just happened to walk past when she said to Frankie, what have you had to eat today? And he said, nothing. So I skidded to a stop and said, hey, Frankie, what did you have for breakfast? Oh, he said, I had some Wheaties with water. I said, yes. Well, the policewoman asked what you'd had to eat today. Oh, he said, lady, I always have my breakfast the night before. It saves time in the morning. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And these some of the stories that have stuck with you, Janet? There's, there's a heap of them, I can tell you. <laughs> was I there... Heap
0: of them. Sorry?
1: There's a heap of them. There was um, another one where I was called... This was when I was back in Melbourne. We were called to... Um, an assault. The lady had been assaulted. And it was one of those little old police stations that was actually an old house. I think it was Ascot Vale. It was certainly in that area. So. We walk into the station and, you know, big long corridor going down to the back of the house and the first room I went past, there was a lady sitting there. She had her hat and she had her handbag on her knee. I went past him. and further down, another room I looked in and there's a young fella and he's mopping his bloody nose and, you know, he's, he's had a bit of a bashing. Ah, oh, so I finally get down to the detectives and said, you know, have you got a job for us? Oh, he said, yeah. Uh, lady in the top room, if you just take a statement about the assault. So I went back to Lady and I said, now, what happened? She said, well... I come and visit my sister who lives here, uh, I come right from the other, the southern beaches, but I come every week and I catch the train, and I get off at the station, and if I followed the main road, it's quite a long walk, but there's a back lane, and if I go down this back lane, I'm at my sister's place in a few minutes but I've always been a bit worried about it. So she said, for quite a a years now that I visit my sister every week, I put a a brick in the bottom of my bag. And she said, and this fella came up as I always feared would happen and grabbed me, and so I swung my bag and hit him in the face. (laughs) Do you know what? I bet he never did it again. I'm sure that was a really good anecdote and a way of stopping him
0: from doing that.
1: <laughs> yes, he was an awful mess.
0: <laughs> Janet, when did you start opera singing? Because you have been singing for a
1: long time. Oh, yes, yes. I, um, well, I left school and I'd been uh, encouraged. There that I had some sort of future in the world of the arts, so I went, to, you know, I went to the conservatorium, studied music, and they started an opera company, and that was that was what happened. <laughs> was that ever a career option for you? Ah, uh, singing in operas, bit hard to make the the rent. It's it's a bit um, really. Are very precarious, and I used to say to the uh, people aspiring, making applications to the Arts Foundation. You know, after I retired, I was on the board, and everyone who wants a career in the arts must have an alternative money-earning career. It's definitely a very precarious occupation and one that's not constant, is it? Oh. You would see aspiring young people, you know, they were going to go to Melbourne and they had a, uh, they would get an agent and they'd be right for life, they'd be getting lead roles and then six months later you'd see them at the the theatre selling the programs and saying they had to work in a pub. It's a bit sad. It's... Always
0: a bit of a, a sad way to a extraordinary dream and often with people that are very talented often end yes. up doing that same thing. What roles did you play and what were your
1: favourites in opera? Well, as I said, I sang in an opera, in an opera company for two years. <clears throat> I did lead roles in um, an opera, Simon Boccanegra, a Verdi opera. That was real a big job. I sang in uh, Puccini operas. After I joined the police force, I continued doing a little bit of singing here and there and eventually I've to two um, musicals. Now I've done the role of the mother of Bess in the Sound of Music four times. I'm a very experienced nun. <laughs> <laughs> You've always been working in the arts, Janet. In some capacity,
0: has that helped you with policing? I suppose to some extent it's it's very much part
1: of community, and as such, I'd imagine it would would have helped you. Oh, yes, and you're not at all nervous in giving evidence at court either, and you've been up doing a, a role in front of a theatre full of people. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Is that why you're, you know, you've definitely got a, a polish in a way of being able to deliver information, and do you think that was gleaned from working uh, in the arts? I think it was uh, part of the experience. <laughs> you were also a soloist, as you mentioned before, in the police band. What did that
1: involve? Oh, it involved going round to uh, out where they used to practise out at West Garth and sitting around and hopping up and doing your thing. And <laughs> I'd going, you know, with the police, I used to quite often go um, at one stage the brass band used to have a wonderful concert each year either at the Melbourne Town Hall or the Dallas Brooks Auditorium and there was a beautiful memory. One time we were performing at the Dallas Brooks Auditorium which was a beautiful area to perform in and they had the police Highland Pipe Band. So the pipe band were coming in at, at an appointed stage and they came in with all the drums going and the whizzing things around and were dressed in, you know, full uniform and they marched in and came to a stop and the music ceased and up in the balcony were, you know, the audience and all of a sudden this little voice in this silence that happens just after a performance, you know, there's just this silence before they take off. This little voice said, Oh, mummy, do they bite?
0: (laughs) What did you feel, Janet, when the Victoria Police military pipe Band Remember when that was phased out? Because I know my father was extremely upset about that. Um, Tell me, how did you feel? Oh, I was devastated. I loved that band. <laughs> it meant a lot, didn't it? And it was part of the official, you know, official ceremonies and ways of being able to, I, I think, give a real sense of officialdom and respect, you know, to police members.
1: Yes, yes they they still have the Highland Pipe Band, of course, going, but the uh, the Brass Band, they were just, they were wonderful. But as time went on... Getting the members being released from their duties to go to play for the afternoon became more and more difficult, and with uh, it was just it just became extremely difficult to have uh, only police members. There's some wonderful, wonderful musicians um, in the police force, but you know, getting the opportunity to perform and and do your job and it was just something that just became impossible therefore you have to use outsiders and they're it's just not it's the same when you've got outsiders. That's
0: right and I remember during COVID the police what were the members of the band ended up on the police assistance line answering phone calls.
1: Yeah. Yes that's
0: right yes
1: no it was just Just um, a thing that becomes impossible.
0: You're heavily involved, Janet, in Ballarat's art and cultural scene. Has this been, since you retired, or have
1: you always been involved? Oh, I've always been involved. I think I was... uh, I first transferred to Ballarat... And that was a long time ago and uh, I think I lasted about three months before I went looking for one of the theatre companies. There's two major companies in Ballarat, the Ballarat Lyric Theatre Company and the Ballarat Light Opera Company and so I became involved with them and uh, doing roles and um, branched off into uh, doing some acting, straight acting and... uh, then, you know, this is how it goes. You just, as I said, I've done this, the role of the mother of best four times, twice in Melbourne with companies in, uh, in you know, around the suburbs and twice in Ballarat. So, yes, it's, it's, that's, that's what happens. You just keep on. <laughs> Janet, did you plan
0: for your retirement? Because I know you've got some strong opinions about the fact that police don't
1: plan, but how did you go? Did you manage to plan a bit? Oh well, we'd called, we'd planned this, um, my husband and I, and then um, we took on the job of his grandson, who was uh, his his daughter Jock's daughter was unable to uh, adequately, you know, care for her son, and um, so we Wayne came to live with us, and. So any, you know, great touring around, that all went out the door. And uh, Wayne came to live with us and he had uh, a friend called Mum and he had Granddad and Janet. <laughs> so that was the plan. but <laughs> That wasn't the plan exactly. Yeah, it was a
0: new plan. How important is it to keep up your social networks when you retire? Oh, yes.
1: Yes, it is uh, but there was something else I was going to mention I thought of before. When I was at Fitzroy, I, I was at all the good stations, you know, Fitzroy, Paran. <laughs> um, there was a young lad. This goes back a while with a young lad who was uh, having big problems with drugs. And we arranged for him to go into a clinic in Collingwood. and afterwards quite a long time after he came to the police station to see me to thank me because he said i think i've got it right now and while i was there i did a bit of writing and i've want to give you this that we can so that you know that i really am thankful and he had adapted the 21st psalm and i'll read it to you now please King Heroine is my shepherd, I shall always want. He makes me lie down in the gutters. He leadeth me beside the troubled waters. He destroyeth my soul. He leadeth in me in the paths of wickedness for effect's sake. Yea, I shall walk through the valley of poverty and will fear all evil, for thou art heroine. Thou art with me, thy needle and thy capsule try to comfort me. Thou strippeth the table of groceries in the presence of my family. Thou robbeth my head of reason, and my cup of sorrow runneth over. Surely heroin addiction shall stalk me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the damned for ever.
0: Beautifully read. What an extraordinary piece of writing. Did you ever see that young man
1: ever again? No, I just hope he went the way he wanted to. He was pretty uh, definite that he had given up drugs, so I hope it happened for him. Beautifully read, Janet. Finally, what's the next 12 months hold for you? Goodness gracious me. Well, I've got... um, a few things. Oh, the, the theatre organ is needs a bit of work. The wonderful Heritage Compton theatre organ, installed in Her Majesty's Theatre in Ballarat, is um, unavailable at present due to fairly lengthy renovations and uh, works in the theatre. And we're just hoping that it's going to work out all right and it won't be long before we hear those wonderful sounds again. It'll probably be at least a year, but anyway, we're working towards it.
0: (laughs) And for anyone listening that maybe be interested in joining the police force,
1: what advice would you give to anyone listening? What advice? Goodness gracious me. Be sure that, you, that the police force is right for you and work hard at it. Listen to the ones that you know are true police. It's been an absolute pleasure.
0: I have never ever interviewed a former police member who has given me poetry and has had such a a beautiful mellifluous voice it's been an absolute delight Janet thank you for sitting with me again on the crime couch
1: thank you for having me at your place
0: thanks for joining me I'm Rochelle Jackson and I look forward to your company next time on the crime couch